Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Subject ACT. You're here with me, Nathan Gubler, and I am speaking today with Andrew Bijak, who is uh, doing a, a charity marathon. Well, marathon's a bit of an understatement, really. Um, it's over, was it 3,000 kilometres? 3,000 kilometres, yep, that's right, Nathan. <laughs> From Adelaide to Brisbane, running five marathons a week for four months. And... The Million Dollar Run is to raise awareness and money for a little-known disease, although um, it's becoming more well-known because of your work. Um, I'll allow you to pronounce the, um, the, uh, the name of the condition and uh, perhaps explain uh, how you came up with uh, the concept or what motivated you to um, raise awareness and money for this? Sure. Well, look, Nathan, uh, it was about five years ago that I was sitting in a business that my wife and I owned and uh, a lady called Kate Turner um, came in to see us with her family and also researchers and um, introduced us to their disease, uh, which was epidemolysis bullosa, which Kate Turner suffered from. And she was 23 years old at the time she walked into our office. And I had never heard of this disease before. Mm. She was, uh, she grew up as a butterfly child, uh, which is what these children are called or, and also, um, you, you often hear them called, uh, cotton wool babies as well. Mm. Um, and the reason they have that name is because they're, they're born with skin as delicate as a butterfly's wings. They're essentially missing the glue or the protein mm. that holds the layers of skin together. So, um, they, they live a, horrific life um, covered head to toe in blisters mm. um, which starts from birth and if anyone's seen pictures of uh, anyone with um, w w would you call it a disease or a condition or um, but uh, it's quite striking like it is very immediate the um, reaction to uh, seeing someone with it Absolutely, and the children are often likened, or young adults as well, they're often likened to third-degree burns victims mm. because they look very similar. Mm. Um, the difference is a third-degree burns victim uh, has skin that eventually regenerates, and unfortunately the butterfly children, their skin never regenerates, mm. not until we actually find a cure. Mm. And that's what the Million Dollar Run is all about. It's about running for a cure, uh, to ra raise a minimum of a million dollars for a cure for this critically important cause. Mm. And so, uh, as the name suggests, it's the Million Dollar Run. You're hoping to raise uh, $1 million. And you were telling me before the show that it's um, to put towards research, that there's stage one research that could um, uh, pave, pa pave the way for um, uh, a cure to this. Absolutely, and um, it also goes towards critical um, support services for these children because um, Kate Turner, um, uh, like um, a lot of butterfly children around Australia, because there are around a thousand children who suffer from this disease in, in the country, and uh, because of that, unfortunately, they, they don't get any direct government funding, so most of the money raised for children like Kate Turner is raised through virtually all volunteer services. Mm -hmm. Um, and donations. Um, so Kate, we started uh, raising money for as soon as um, uh, we met her that day um, through our business and we were doing quiz nights and things like that. However, um, it, it was it was making a small difference but it wasn't making a major difference and so it was um, uh, after knowing Kate for three years sadly two years ago she she passed away from mm. this condition at 26 years old and 
It was at her funeral, um, or shortly after her funeral, that um, the Million Dollar Run was born, and I made mm. a decision to do a lot more, um, make a major difference for um, the charity in Australia, which is Deborah Australia, who look mm. after the butterfly children and families and um, have a lot to do with the research um, in Australia as well. Mm. Um, and at that point, we started a... <clears throat> We started cam or I started campaigning for a good part of a year and a half to get corporate funding uh, to fund this huge run I'm doing, mm. um, and uh, unfortunately I was unsuccessful. So um, after speaking to my wife uh, and going over it, we decided to self-fund it, and so we sold our pretty much our dream home in Adelaide mm. um, and sold the business in the process prior to that as well to make way for the run. And virtually everything else we owned, we sold as well and uh, <laughs> um, downsized into an 18-foot caravan, yeah. uh, which was kindly uh, sponsored and supplied uh, by Knowles Island Star Caravans in Adelaide. And we hit the road on this run on April the 23rd this year. And so far, I'm here in Canberra, pretty much at the halfway point, runs mm. 1,600 kilometres so far. And... Um, uh, looking to um, certainly uh, hit that goal by the time we mm. hit Brisbane. Mm. So you mentioned the lack of uh, corporate backing. Um, is, is part of the reason that a lot of people just don't know about um, EB? I, that could be part of the reason, which is why I'm building this mm. enormous awareness campaign um, around the country. And uh, I, I think uh, probably number of children has an impact too, because so few people have actually heard about it, mm. um, which is a, the main reason I, I want to build the awareness. Um, and the, currently the tagline for Deborah Australia uh, is the worst disease you've never heard of. My goal would definitely be to have this changed by the end to mm. the worst disease that everybody is talking about, mm. because it is... Uh, described by doctors all over the world as one of the cruelest diseases they know because not only do they live their whole lives covered head to toe on blisters but because essentially what the protein they're missing is the epidermis in the skin lining um, that epidermis is also in the lining of all of our internal linings as well so they suffer blistering uh, right through from um, their eyelids to their mouth and gums to their esophagus right through to their entire bowel lining uh, so the pain they live through is absolutely unimaginable mm. um, and it is a daily grind for these kids mm. they do not know a single day without pain and that's why this cause is so important because mm. anyone, any mother anywhere in Australia right now could potentially give birth to a butterfly child and mm. there is no way of detecting this prior to birth. Mm. Mm. So what is supposed to be the most incredible day of the parents' lives turns into the most traumatic experience that they've, they've ever encountered. Can you... I uh, it was uh, really interesting. You um, explained the the numbers, the odds of this happening. Uh, can you uh, explain that to the listener? Sure. So um, 
essentially um, uh, what what it breaks down to is if you have one partner with a one and uh, who who potentially has this gene because it's a genetic disease, um, you have a one in seven hundred um, uh, likelihood of having this gene in one partner, and then a one in seven hundred likelihood of having this gene in another partner. And mm. if they come together at the right time. Um, then they can give birth to a butterfly child. Mm. It is obviously extremely rare, but this is a disease that affects you know, a, a reasonably large number mm. when you look at it as a whole. Mm. Are, are there actually statistics about how many people um, suffer from the disease? Uh, there are. It's, it's approximately um, around... Um, 50,000 children around us um, oh, really? around the world oh, around the world yeah, yeah 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 so obviously it's a global disease mm, yeah um, uh, so is there much um is there much global uh, activity around um, trying to find a cure for the disease that yeah, you're aware of there there is some um, uh, research being done um, around the world um, but so far there's no cure mm. um, you tell us about Johnny, who's the ambassador for the Million Dollar Run. Yeah, look, Johnny is an amazing kid. Um, uh, he's 13 years old, and uh, as you say, he's my ambassador. He uh, lives in South Australia, um, northern northern side of Adelaide, um, with uh, uh, his um, uh, family who have a farm on um, in the Barossa Valley, um, and. Uh, He's an amazing, amazing child, but um, Johnny obviously uh, lives with a, a tragic case of this condition and he um, has to endure because the children have such a high risk of infection to this mm, disease mm. Um, that they have to have um, constant uh, cleaning of the wounds and they do this through a three-hour bath. Mm. And this bath is a horrific experience for the children, for the parents who have to bath the, the children. Um, it is uh, a process of, uh, firstly, because they are often covered uh, mostly, most of their bodies in bandages. Mm. Uh, they have to soak the bandages in these baths. Uh, that normally is a one-hour process. And then once the bandages have all come off, uh, which uh, so can sometimes pull the skin off with it because the skin's so fragile, mm. um, they have to, they have bleach and salt in these baths to clean out bleach. the wounds. Really? Wow. It's just yeah. horrific. Yeah. Um, and that obviously disinfects all the blistering. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the blisters are not your average blisters. They are enormous blisters mm, that mm. cover these children's bodies. Yeah. Can't really do it justice on the radio. Um, yeah, just the, yeah, the size. Oh, it's just tragic. And I've sat through um, a bathing process with Johnny and his family, and it is the most... Oh, I will never forget it. It's a, it's a, it, it's such a traumatic, mm. unfair, um, just a, just a really, really difficult mm. process to watch. So mm. I can't even imagine what it must feel like to mm. actually go through it and then go through it, not just a once off, but Johnny has this bath every single day. Yeah, and. It's three hours in the morning. He gets up at 5.30 in the morning mm. before school, yeah. has, a, has this three-hour bath, and then he gets ready for school and off he goes. Mm. So his life is certainly very far from normal. Would you know much about um, the schooling experience of these children? Yeah, look, um, uh, the children don't 
often are not sitting in the classroom with other children. Oh, wow. Um, they, they have usually their own teacher um, and they sit in a separate room because mm. if a child was to accidentally um, bump into them, oh. they would actually pull skin off. Right. Um, and or, I suppose the average, like, sitting equipment or um, desks and things, like, for regular people, it's... You know, no, you don't even think anything of it. But for someone with skin so delicate, that would be like a potential hazard. Potentially, I mean, they still they still use, uh, I guess, normal furniture. Oh, okay, right. Yep. Say that, um, but they obviously have to be very, very careful. Uh, mm, yeah. And certainly, sitting um, is is equals pain. Um, mm, obviously, as mm. you can imagine, you're sitting on blisters because um, these blisters are unforgiving. They are all over their bodies. So, around uh, obviously the, the the buttocks area and you know chest and but like their backs are covered in blisters. It's mm. just um, very very painful for them to do really anything um any time they spend in the sun um uh heats up under the bandages mm. which which makes the blisters very very itchy and they're constantly very itchy because as you can imagine they're wounds that are trying to heal but not quite healing and mm. they're all under the heat of the blisters and uh, heat of the bandages i should say mm. um so, so that'd affect things like sports participation oh absolutely yeah. i mean they can't play footy or soccer or netball like yeah, normal right. kids um, going for a run is just um, very difficult for mm. them um, even things like um, sliding down a slippery dip I mean it's it's like sliding down razor blades for them it's just everything equals pain yeah. um, which is so tragic because um, things like the comforting the normally comforting hug from a, your parents to show that physical emotion mm. Uh, that's that's a that's a process of 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 infliction of physical pain on the children. So, for the parents, it's such a heartbreaking process as yeah. well. You're saying like parents have to negotiate affection with the like the knowledge that um, it inflicts pain on children sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, there is there is ways that the listeners here can help. Mm. Um, they, I have a, a fantastic um, Facebook page called The Million Dollar Run and you can donate on that page. Um, I also have an amazing website with all the information on it which is themilliondollarrun.com.au mm. and you can definitely donate there as well. Um, donations are obviously very, very important to this cause um, as well as building the awareness. Um, so if any listeners are listening then certainly jump on the Facebook page and share this and please donate because uh, these children need a cure for this mm. and that's what this is all about. I'm speaking with Andrew Bizak who is part, well, he is doing the Million Dollar Run uh, raising awareness for EB. I'm going to play a quick song for you. You're listening to Subject ACT which is your Canberra local current affairs radio program on 2XXFM. Welcome back to Subject ACT here with me, Nathan Goobler, and I have Andrew Bijak here of the Million Dollar Run. Um, he's been running since uh, towards the end of April, wasn't it? That's when you began in Adelaide. And I was going to ask a couple of questions about um, the experience of marathon running. Obviously, it's a bit more than a marathon, um, but um, you were saying uh, before the show that um, you hadn't actually really done a lot of long distance running uh, to begin with so there was a lot of preparation involved 
Absolutely. Look, I hadn't done any long distance running up until about three years ago. Um, the I was actually, <laughs> I was certainly no athlete. I was 30 kilograms overweight, um, working 90 hours a week in my business and doing everything wrong when it came to health. Mm. Um, and so, um, I don't know how many people can relate to this. So. Oh, well, I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was quite a big uh, physical preparation process because mm. I had to start training and certainly had to start changing significantly the way I was uh, living and what I had to do to get ready for this. So, mm. yeah, it was um, uh, certainly um, I, I didn't come from any athlete background. So, um, but, you know, obviously um, I'm halfway now, so I, I've, I've um, got the right preparation and mm. certainly changed my lifestyle significantly in pre preparation for it. Um, yes, so it was a huge thing to sort of uh, get around physically, though. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but it's amazing once you set your mind to something, what your body can do. Yeah, because, um, yeah, you were saying, like, um, you set this goal years in advance. So, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, preparation <laughs> involved um, a lot of, like, diet. I guess you've got to, like, think about diet and um, what, what kind of... Um, practice regime did you have uh, in the lead up? Yes, yeah, so look, I um, uh, stopped drinking, um, which was uh, pretty pretty significant for me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, changed my diet completely. I, I, I was eating everything wrong, eating on the run, um, mm. eating the quickest food I could eat, mm. and obviously um, that was no good for me. Mm. Um, so a lot of fruit, a lot of vegetables, um, protein, um, mm. carbs, as I started to uh, drop the weight, and... Um, uh, enormous amount of water. I pretty much just went sh uh, water only, um, which made a huge difference as well. Um, so yeah, that that certainly helped in as as I um, uh, did more and more of that and got more committed to that. I noticed the difference physically in my training and the running and the ability to run further and faster. And mm. um, yeah, it certainly made a big difference. So while you're running, are you like are you listening to music or? Does your mind wander into? Because I'm guessing you're running at like you know, um, like the stints might be like several hours or something. So, um, what do you do in that space while you're running? So yeah, I'm I'm running between 40 to 50 kilometers a day, five days a week on average, and uh, the um, uh, there is long periods of. Uh, of contemplation, <laughs> mm, mm. Um, but the motivation, it always, always comes back to the mm. butterfly children. I think about Johnny and his bath and, and what he goes through on a daily basis, and obviously I'm in contact with um, Johnny and, and several other butterfly children and their families along the way, so I've, I've constantly got that top of mind while I run, um, and obviously um, each I take each day as it comes. Mm. Um, I don't think too much about, oh my God, I've got another 1,450 kilometers oh, to run yeah well that's what i'm i'd be thinking that's what i'm thinking now because <laughs> uh, that that would mess with my head too much oh yeah for sure yeah um so i just keep it uh, bring it back to nice and tight towards the main motivation of why i'm doing what mm, i'm doing mm. and you know what encourages me as well and motivates me is when um you know i see messages come through on the facebook page and people i know that are they're constantly supporting me and encouraging mm. me mm. and that motivates me and drives me to keep doing what I'm doing. Mm. Um, so, because you're running, you were running along the Great Ocean Road, correct, from what I could tell from the map? Yeah, no, oh, sorry, Nathan, I'm, I actually bypassed the Great Ocean oh, Road. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Um, I ran through to Ballarat. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And through then, the through the um yeah through the land yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then um, Ballarat we went to uh, Geelong um, and then uh, obviously Melbourne mm-hmm. and Melbourne uh, we've cut through up to Canberra through um, from Lakes Entrance um, up through the Snowy Mountains to Canberra. Oh wow! And uh, that was a pretty tough run. That oh was, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> that was about two weeks of basically hill running. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And that really tested me physically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, had you, you know, done much hill preparation beforehand? Yeah, look, um, the place I lived uh, was when I before where where we lived before we sold our home was actually Victor Harbour, which is about a hundred kilometres south of the Adelaide itself. Okay, and there was a lot of hills around there, so my training and preparation was um, a lot of hill work, which mm. was quite good when. I got to the snowy mountains. I was quite thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, but the um the temperature as well, it'd be um pretty brutal at this point, wouldn't it? Oh, it's um been an adjustment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to running into the sun. I can tell yeah, you. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've had we've had some um sunny days. I don't know if they've been particularly warm, but um but I was going to ask um uh, have you like, have you been through these parts of Australia before and is running through them, like, uh, quite, like an intimate experience of, ex- like, experiencing the landscape of Australia? Oh, absolutely. I mean, at, I'm running at 10 kilometres an hour and that's a fairly unique way to really absorb the beauty of mm. this country. Mm. And it is a, an incredible country. Like, we, the, the, the scenery, the nature I've seen, it's just really remarkable. And when you have the time to absorb it at, at the pace I'm running, it's just, we are very, very lucky to live where we live. Yeah. So much beautiful scenery. Absolutely. Um, does any, has anyone like joined you for a particular stint of the run? Yeah, well, it's been really good actually. We've had quite a few people jump on board and like join me on the road for, diff- you know, five kilometer, um, uh, parts of it um we've had a uh, several people start with me and do like five to ten kilometers when i do the start of the run mm. um i've actually got someone uh, doing the full length of the run uh tomorrow with me when oh, i leave wow. canberra yeah um and uh so uh there's going to be about a 42 kilometer uh, running partner i'm going to have yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, have, they, have they raised money as well, or is that just a, a form of solidarity with what you're doing? They've certainly helped in raising awareness and have uh, uh, definitely um, uh, rallied together donations around them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, people can do that to help. I mean, that's a fantastic way to add to the cause. Mm. Um, but if you're not a runner, I mean, you can just jump on the Facebook page and click donate and just donate to the cause um, or the website, which is themilliondollarrun.com.au. And you were saying um, the best way to raise awareness is to um, share the Facebook page and uh, get people to uh, read the information? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Facebook page has an enormous amount of people already on there, and the more people we can share that with, the, the more effectively we can spread this very, very, very important message. Mm. Um, are you feeling sore, like after all the running you've been doing? You know, it's quite incredible. I'm I'm actually sponsored. Uh, I'm a sponsored athlete with um, an incredible company called Modare, who supply me with um, all the vitamins and nutritionals yeah, I need right, to okay. get me through what I do. Mm. And they supplement my um, obviously my food diet as mm. well. And uh, the recovery I'm able to um, 
uh, you know, incorporate into the physical element of this run is quite remarkable. Mm. Um, and I think that the uh, the 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 mode um, uh, nutritionals make a massive massive difference to m- my ability to be able to get back on the road the next day. Mm. Um, so I feel fantastic right now. I've had three days off in Canberra yeah. um, to do uh, media and uh, talks and s- uh, community groups, and feeling really good. In fact, I'm feeling ready to run again. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't even imagine. But um, uh, would uh, would you consider doing something like this again um, to get to stage two and things like that? Look, I would consider it, but I don't think my wife would support me in another one. <laughs> I think the consideration is probably as far as it would go, as far as my wife would be concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, we're, we're quickly running out of time. Uh, just... Uh, for the last time, just um, give the details for the listener on how to donate and uh, what they can do to raise awareness. Absolutely. So um, I have a fantastic Facebook page that we uh, update daily along this um, amazing journey, and uh, that is The Million Dollar Run. So just look that up on Facebook, and when you're there, like and share the page. Mm. Let's spread this throughout the communities. And also my website, which is themilliondollarrun.com.au. And, guys, I'll just leave you with this last message if I can. Um, and that is that um, the smallest action is so much more powerful than the greatest intention. So even the smallest donation can make a difference if we all work together. Thank you, Andrew Bishak of The Million Dollar Run. And, uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to all the media from uh, when you get to Brisbane. And, uh, yeah, safe travels. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nathan. Uh, that concludes... Subject ACT for the day. Join us weekdays from 8.30 till 9am. Like us on Facebook or find our podcast on SoundCloud. Stay tuned after this for ACT at Work.